The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to Ranking Factors Month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're going to take a deep dive into the weeds to examine the technical, content, and external ranking factors that impact your visibility. Joining us today are two of Search Metrics' best and brightest SEOs. Jordan Cooney is a world-renowned SEO strategist and the CEO of Search Metrics Inc., and Sebastian Edgar is Search Metrics' enterprise SEO consulting team lead and one of our most savvy technical SEOs. And today, Jordan and Sebastian are going to walk us through some of the important technical ranking factors that you need to be aware of. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Search Metrics' own Jordan Cooney and Sebastian Edgar. Jordan and Sebastian, welcome to our first three-person Voices of Search episode. Hey, super excited here, Ben. This is going to be great. I'm not expecting this to be a disaster at all. Sebastian, welcome to the show as well. Hey, thank you very much. Awesome to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for your second invite. I'm looking forward to this great technical conversation. Yeah, so I'm excited to have you both here. And, and really the reason why we invited you on is, you know, when we discuss ranking factors and how they're prioritized, it is as much about strategy and understanding your business as it is actually doing the optimization. So, Jordan, I'm going to start off with a question for you. Just help me think about ranking factors from a high level and, and how do you prioritize some of the various ranking factors? So this is something we've been studying at Search Metrics for almost a decade now. And we've always been in this mission to have data to better understand how Google's prioritizing their changes and their algorithm and the priorities of their algorithm. And that's why we have ranking factors. Ranking factors help us 
interpret and understand how Google is making these decisions. And so our data has shown, especially on the technical side of things, that there's really three core priorities around technical, technical SEO ranking factors. And those include speed, which is no surprise. We've talked about that a lot on the show, Ben, and we've had a lot of guests talking about speed. So that's, that's the first one, no brainer. Crawlability. So basically, uh, the ability for Google to access um, your content and access not only a specific page, but really it's about the ability for Google to access all your content. And then lastly, it's really around uh, mobile uh, factors. Um, and that's just, again, we, we, I think we just, we just finished up with uh, mobile week. Mobile month. Mobile month, sorry. It's really the essence of where search has gone over the last 12 months. And it's focused on the mobile capabilities of, of sites. And we're, we're at that place now where the technical capabilities on a mobile level specifically are driving rankings and results. So the interesting thing to me about how you've sort of combined all of the various technical ranking factors into these three budgets is you said speed, crawlability, and mobile. And I think of it as crawlability first. Can Google get access to the pages? Are they performant? And then are they able to show up everywhere? So I think of crawlability, speed, mobile. You listed them in a different order. Is that because speed is the most important, then crawlability, then mobile? Yeah. Or are they actually prioritized? That's a, that's such a great question, Ben, because uh, we're, we're here to talk about ranking factors, right? And so when you look at it from, say, the perspective of Google's ability to educate sites on how to make SEO happen, like the basics of SEO, you're absolutely right. If you are a new SEO and you are, you are learning about SEO right now, accessibility is the most important and priority for you. And so we are looking at this from a ranking factor perspective. And that is a specific science around what is driving position one versus position two. What's helping these sites rank higher? Mm -hmm. And in that instance, speed is number one. Uh, interesting. So basically, if it's a, maybe a new SEO, they think about it the way that I do. Or even if it's a new site, you need to get Google to crawl your site first before speed and mobile matters. But for mature properties, for the enterprise level companies that search metrics supports, making sure that speed is optimized actually matters more than the crawl or the mobile accessibility. Correct. Okay. Let's move on and, and talk a little bit about some of the analysis that we do with these ranking factors. Sebastian, I want to hear from you. Let's talk a little bit about data. You know, what metrics matter and what do you look at when you're optimizing technical ranking factors for some of search metrics as customers? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I do want to mention with the technical and, and how as a technical SEO, I, I look at things, you know, the first thing to kind of piggyback on one of Jordan's comment here regarding like speed and crawl and kind of like where it is at in the prioritization list. Um, you know, if we, if we look at speed on its own, you know, speed is something that you want to optimize to make, you know, the, the users happy, right? And then when you look at crawl perspective, you're essentially optimizing for crawl to make almost Google happy, right? So there's like this sort of disparity between... And it's almost Google saying like, hey, we want to make sure that the users are happy. So therefore, you know, speed becomes like one of the main or you must like the number one ranking factor. And then afterwards, like, okay, well, I still want to make sure that you make us happy because one of the key things that I think a lot of people forget about and the reasoning behind, you know, crawl bandwidth and why 
crawl optimization that's so important is whenever Google crawls a site or your own website, it actually spends money, right? With, with server power, server bandwidth and whatnot. So if you have a badly optimized website from a crawl perspective, you are literally making Google waste its own money. Therefore, you're not making it happy. So it is in your best interest to essentially, you know, make Google save money in that respect. Makes sense. Yeah. So having said that, some of the main data sets that I look at, especially from a crawl perspective. So actually, let me, let me start there since this is kind of like where I ended. You know, one of my favorite tools and, and specific data set is using Splunk. So utilizing log files and server logs to get an idea into how Google is exactly hitting your website. How is Google going on your website and how is it crawling your website? This is, this is almost like the first line of defense. By, by having this visibility, you're actually able to really see how Google is going on your website and essentially is it happy or not happy, you can say. How do you determine what is happiness for Google? Is it just the time it takes for them to work through the server or is there something more complex? Yeah, absolutely. This is it's a little bit of a loaded question there. So I'm gonna trim it down as best as I can here. So one of and the ratio of happiness is gonna depend on your own website. So let's just say that you are a very, very large scale e-commerce website with let's just say millions and millions of indexable or crawlable pages. If you know that you have millions of pages, but Google is only hitting your sites, your site only a few thousand times, let's say a week. You know you have a problem. That means that it is actually not discovering most of your content out there. So that's one sign of unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another one would be, for example, the time it takes. Just in general, with a lot of it, you know, with crawl logs, you get an idea also of speed. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what you're saying is that you can judge whether Google is, and I'm using air quotes that people can't see, but if Google is happy based on the percentage of your site that they're crawling and how quickly it's able to just bust through the entire site. If you have a big site and it's just going straight through it and they're getting to every page, Google's giving you the thumbs up saying, we know what's on here. We're, we're just crushing it. If they're just scratching the service, basically Google is saying, hey, this is too much work for us. We're out of here. One way to look at it is this like accessibility index, right? Like what percent of the site are they crawling? How frequently are they crawling it? And you can almost create your own formula behind accessibility. And are they really getting to the depths of your site and, and accessing content that you find valuable uh, for Google to be uh, rendering to users? Um, and then the next phase there, um, as I'm sure Sebastian's going to jump into, is the more definitive qualifiers, things like errors and issues. That's kind of the more like, you know, that's very black and white. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. 
Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Okay, so essentially you can optimize based on your internal benchmarks. What's the percentage of the site are they covering times how quickly it's taking? And you basically can create your own algorithm to understand the sort of basic server level data. Um, Jordan mentioned things like crawl errors. Sebastian, tell me about how you look at some of the things like the errors, the more black and white mm -hmm. uh, issues that you're running into. What what data are you looking at there? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the crawl errors, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that this this is really going to be like the most basic of technical monitoring. You know, it's like if you're monitoring your server logs and your crawl logs, but you're not monitoring your actual crawl errors. And and by that I mean, you know, your 400 errors or 500 errors and and so on and so forth. You, you may want to go the other way around. You may want to start at the basics. So, and what that is, is, you know, for example, ensuring that whenever Google hits the site, it's not getting too many four, four not found, or even worse, any errors in the 500 region. So anything, you know, like a 503, for example, which means that essentially, you know, the server's down. When that happens, this is where it gets very, very interesting. And I don't want to get too into the nitty gritty, but if you have a website that has too many of these sort of like 500 slash server errors, it is going to dramatically and drastically impact your website's crawl performance. And over time, we have noticed with some of our clients impact on traffic as well. So at the very least, you want to make sure that you have visibility over that. One way we go about it is, you know, at least with search metrics, uh, luckily we do have a tool called Visibility Guard. And essentially it monitors, you know, you, you can choose either a few hundred pages or a few thousand pages a day to ensure that there are none of these, you know, bad surprises when you wake up one morning. Last thing you want is, you know, suddenly you, you have, let's say, 10,500 errors, and then Google just completely stops going on your website. So that initial monitoring is going to be extremely, extremely crucial. And then once you have that down, this is when you want to be sure that you're looking at the more complex items such as, you know, Splunk, log files, server logs, a little bit of log file analysis to make sure that, okay, well, I know Google is able to go on my site properly because I don't have a lot of reports, because I don't have a lot of 503s and all that. Let's make sure that my crawl bandwidth, or let me say, my crawl efficiency is kosher, is, is looking good, that Google is able to go through my website in an efficient manner without it using too much of its own bandwidth, therefore spending a lot of money. So what I'm hearing is that... Really, the trick here is is mostly around monitoring and not necessarily around interpreting the data. It's making sure that you're addressing when you get an error quickly and, and understanding that they're happening. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that search metrics is uh, you know efficient for is, hey, when there's an error, we're going to let you know as soon as it happens. The other way around, this is more of a manual process. I assume you're just going into webmaster tools and checking every once in a while to see if there are errors. Is, is it as simple as what I'm saying? So the latter piece, yes, you can you can use you know like I said either the visibility guard or any any crawler, but you can also go and and search crawls one that will tell you an idea of like you know your your four fours your soft four fours your five hundred 
and so on and so forth. And this is a lot. This is, you know, this kind of a easy peasy stuff that, yes, like you say, you know, you check off the list and there we go. And that's done. The crawl bandwidth stuff using like the log files and server logs, that's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit tougher because, you know, as Gordon mentioned, that's going to depend on which, on the website that you're working on and the bandwidth and how it's being used differs a lot. So it's not as programmatic as figuring out the crawl errors piece. So there's a good way of looking at these different topics. One of them is when you look at, say, crawl bandwidth, it's really about a performance indicator. So how well are we performing? Which is why we, we like to make things like an accessibility index. You know, are you a A, B, C, D, F, right? <laughs> are you failing at this or are you very successful at having Google crawl your site? As opposed to these monitoring initiatives, which happen both in crawling but also speed. Speed is a huge monitoring area where you're monitoring how your speed is fluctuating over time. And over time, you want that speed to improve. And that monitoring effort is more around protecting. It's a defensive position of protecting and ensuring that Google is seeing the best side of your site. So let me just summarize some of the things that we've said, because I think that this is a big and important topic. There are specific ranking factors that you can group together. And the biggest priority one is how fast is your speed, right? How are you able to get your content to the end user? Google is going to prioritize your site the most if you're able to nail site speed. Crawlability, how easily is Google able to understand what content is on your site? And third, how is your site going to be able to be formatted so it could fit every type of experience between mobile and desktop? And the data that we're looking at is a couple of different formats, right? You're looking at your server data to understand how Google is consuming your content, how much of it they're consuming, how quickly Google can get through the content. You're looking at whether there are crawl errors, and you're also monitoring your site to make sure that it is performant and you're trying to monitor your site speed as well. And there's multiple different tools, search metrics included, that can help you monitor each one of those bits of data. Guys, in terms of the ranking factors and the data that you look at, do you have any other comments, anything else that we should cover? A couple of things here to really uh, hone in on is that parts of this conversation are about strategy and parts of this conversation are about data and the use of data, or in other words, tactics. And so I think it's really important for our listeners to understand that we're kind of combining some of those as we talk about ranking factors. And hopefully you you identify a strategy and then use some of the tactics that Sebastian and I discussed and improve your uh, overall technical SEO performance. Sebastian, any last comments? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that you know, I wanted to mention at the beginning is, you know, when we started talking about the you know technical ranking factors in general, um, I, I think there's been a pretty crazy evolution of that in in Google, first of all, but also in terms of being an SEO. You know, a few years ago, and when I mean a few years ago, let's say five, six, seven years ago, a lot of people who considered themselves or talked about technical SEO really, you know, stayed within, let's say, like the front end side, you know, you know, mainly like metadata and the more like simplistic items toward the initial code base and whatnot. As you've noticed for today, we've we've dug a lot deeper into a specific website, into specific data sets. And so really the thing here is when you're starting off in SEO or even if you're an experienced SEO and, and you're getting into this conversation of technical SEO, there is a need that is starting to build of having this ability to speak with developers and 
you don't necessarily need to know how to code. Absolutely not. But I do believe that you need to have this ability to speak with developers in terms of, okay, well, this is how my website you know, should be structured. These are the sort of issues that are happening and that are hindering my page speed, for example. You know, we, we might talk about that later on in, in, in the second episode, but you know, things such as caching and, and so on and so forth that really are very, very technical and almost like developer style. But SEO these days should have a pretty deep understanding as to how at least they work and how they impact search engines. So I think that's a perfect lead in to tomorrow's episode where we're going to be talking about technical debt and some of the optimization tactics. And now that we've laid the baselines in terms of what are the priority ranking factors and what are the data that you can use, tomorrow we're going to be talking about what do you do when you run into some of these problems when you're dealing with an older website and how do you make sure that your website is performant. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, Search Metrics's CEO, and Sebastian Edgar, our services team lead. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan or Sebastian, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact Jordan on Twitter, where his handle is JT Cooney. And Sebastian doesn't use Twitter, but you could probably find him at one of the three wine bars in San Mateo. (laughs) And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you want to talk to me about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. That's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.